And welcome back to another installment of the Raised by Sports podcast. Um, the we're, we're back quarantined again because our lives didn't allow us to be in the same same place today. Um, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't our life. <laughs> nah, it was one me. life. It was me. <laughs> we're back, Bruh, I was busy as fuck today, bro. Bro, I feel it. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I, but we here recorded late as a bitch. It's 9:45. But on God, I. The, I'll send any fan who DMs us if the if the episode is not out by midnight, DM us. I'll give you twenty dollars. One person, only one person. It'll be out by midnight though. Um, but <laughs> we gonna get right into it, man. It was a very interesting week for sports. But before we get there, we gotta hit Black Excellence. I got two Black Excellences this week, and it's two um, both young Black women. The first is Marcy Martin. Um, Y'all know, y'all know who that is, right? Yeah, the actress from uh, Blackish? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, she's like a 16-year-old superwoman. Um, she, you know, has been acting on Blackish for like the last seven years since she was like eight years old. Um, but she now is like a two-time NAACP winner um, and also is uh, basically is the executive producer of a brand new Disney Channel original series called Saturdays, um, where it, it's starring like three young black women. Um, they're all diverse skin tones. Um, and it's also going to be highlighting um, sickle cell anemia in the black community. And she went she went on record uh, this past week basically saying, hey, if you, she literally said, if you come into my office, that's what she said. If you come into my office and you come with that black trauma bullshit, just go ahead, pack, pack it up, pack it up. If you come with that black trauma, she said, there's enough stories of like just movies and TV shows that are basically uh, depicting black trauma all over. Like, did y'all see that commercial for that new show called Them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 piss poor generic brand Jordan Peele shit, bro. Le- yes. Bro, it's and it's it's Lena Waithe has something to do with it. She's the same person um, that was like an executive producer for Queen and Slim, which was ass. But but um, see, I, I like I like the actors that they put in the movie. But I mean, well, in the show, whatever it's gonna be. But I hate that it's. It's so. The, it sounds. Yeah. It seems like it's poorly written. The stories that the, I mean, we don't. We don't. We don't need to hear them stories no more. You know what I'm saying? Like what Marsai is doing in her show, is she is highlighting something that you know predominantly or disproportionately affects the black community, like um, uh, sickle cell anemia. However, she's still showing that those characters can still live regular lives where they're loved, they're successful, blah blah blah. It doesn't dominate their life. You know what I'm saying? But in in them, it's probably just gonna be black people being tortured for an entire season or however long that shit is. Um, but and lastly on our black excellence docket, uh, we got Natalia Bryant, who uh today was just accepted into the University of Southern California, which has an acceptance rate of like seven percent. Um, it wasn't it for a grad program? Uh, I believe so. Um, I actually just just got word of that like a few hours ago. Vanessa Bryant put it on her Instagram. Um, and if you if you're going to US if you're going to USC for anything, bro, you 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 deserve that shit. You're pretty fucking smart. For sure. Um, so for yeah, sure. shout out to her for real. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, any positive any positivity that comes the way of the Bryant family at this point is they they deserve it all. Um. So. But getting getting right into uh, the sports topics for the week, I don't even know where to start. Um, but let's start with Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant. Hmm. <laughs> Yo, first right. of all, what the fuck does Michael Rappaport do? I have no idea now. <laughs> like it's, I, I, don't, I, I thought he was a reporter, right? He, like I I have to look this shit up, bro, because I actually never like knew what what does he do? Is he so it looks like what Wikipedia has him as an American actor and comedian. He's appeared in over sixty films since the the early yeah, 90s. which is which is yeah, like that is him, but like he's transitioning to something else now. I don't know what he is now. And it's like he he kind of takes on this personality of that white, you know, one of those white guys that is so for the culture that it's like we have no choice but to accept him. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but him and he posted an exchange between him and Kevin Durant. Um, I think it was last night or some shit. I don't know when. I don't know when the exchange was from, but he posted it today. Um, and it was basically uh, Michael Rapport. He basically uh, tweeted that he's you know he's never he's had threats on social media from people, but he never thought it would come from Kevin Durant. Um, just to sum it up. Uh, Kevin Durant had an interview with Charles Barkley, I assume, which is on TNT. Um, and KD DM'd Michael, and Michael Rappaport said, KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA on TNT crew after this game. Uh, damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview. And then KD DM'd this nigga and said, you a bitch. Yeah, like he he was going he was going in on him. Okay, yeah, it was from December. It was from late December. December twenty third was the exchange. Um, and then yeah. Michael Michael Rapport was just like, "Don't do the interview. Just do the fucking interview. If you're upset about something they said, say something. Up uh, there, looking like you were on crying shit." And then KD just went in and laced this man, calling him a bitch. Meet me at the corner of West and Seventeenth. Um, meet me at ten a.m. tomorrow, pussy. Uh, he called this man a pale bitch. Go get some sun. Um, called him a cum guzzling. What do you call it? Uh, call him a gun, a cum guzzling, pale piece of shit. Um, and <laughs> yo, what the fuck, bro? He said you a bitch. He was really going bro, in. On his he ass, said you bro. a bitch for even caring how I do an interview. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass, and now you want to use uh anybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a fucking joke. You pale, you fucking pale cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, bro, about that whole situation, like, I get both sides. Like, I get Michael, like, I mean, not as far as, like, going at a man on social media, but, like, I get it. Like, you know, just do the fucking interview. Like, we kind of have these same conversations with, like, Kyrie and stuff. Like, it's part of the territory. Just do it. But then on the flip side, like, I feel KD. Like, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, I don't, like, <laughs> don't be just coming at me for no reason and expect me not to check you on that shit. So, Thanks. but he yeah. did go. He he did go too far, though. Bro, I, I think it got to a point where KD just like sent him like ten straight messages because um, apparently Michael Rappaport called his lawyer, um, and he yeah. was like, "You called your lawyer like the pussy you are. Want to lawyer up? Your wife mad as fuck because you're wasting that little bit of money." on a lawyer because you can't take a joke how pussy are you your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass and that was it um yeah like don't Damn. don't talk about my wife don't <laughs> yeah talk yeah my wife once you bring the wife into it uh you know that's when it that's when it <laughs> yeah that's when it that's when I, all bets are off i honestly i just never understood kevin durant like what goes through his mind like you bring in a hundred million a year off your contract, endorsements, whatever side businesses you got going. Because, uh, you know, y'all know he's like super big in the tech sector, which was a big reason why, you know, part of why he enjoyed his time in Golden State and Silicon Valley and shit. Um, yeah. So you bring in $100 million a year, but you regularly engage in internet beef with people who are below you. Like, why are you why, why are you talking to the poors on the internet, nigga? What, 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 what sense does that make? doesn't make any sense at all like i don't understand why is why is his confidence so fucking low but but katie you know katie has a history of going back and forth with people especially on his burner account and all that shit so i want to know I, why. I think he's just a sensitive nba player to be honest ain't nobody as sensitive when it comes to social media stuff <laughs> I don't know, man. Ain't nobody as sensitive as him. From the social media shit to the Russell Westbrook shit, like, to the, I don't know. It just seems like I think drama follows this nigga everywhere he goes, and niggas don't talk about it enough in terms of, like. I think, I think also, like, when he made the move to Golden State and became kind of, sort of, a villain, not necessarily a villain all the way, but kind of, sort of, one. He never like he like embraced it and like just ran with it. Like Braun became the villain when he went to Miami and then kind of won everybody's hearts back and kind of wanted to do that. It feels like it feels like KD has kind of embraced that and like kind of wants to be that because like when he was in OKC, we didn't see none of this side of Kevin Durant. Like this was the guy who was crying during the MVP speech, talking about his mama, like really, really like, like kind of like, like not necessarily, not necessarily a soft boy, but like you know, like just a regular, a regular guy. guy. And, and like he's just turned into this big like this asshole and like kind of sorta in a way. Um and it's just like a really weird like 
his his documentary is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I need this nigga to focus more on uh, getting fucking healthy, and less and less on fucking fight with Michael Rappaport. But like you said, I'm I'm super interested in in KD's thirty for thirty one day. Um, speaking of Kevin Durant, uh, real like just real quick aside, uh, do we owe Russell Westbrook part of an apology or no? Absolutely not. <laughs> nah. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. hey, yo, he, did, he did have another good relax. stat line tonight. Relax. He went, he went like 25, 15, and 15. Wait, tonight? But but no. Wait, I, I agree with you. You're talking yeah, about like yeah. presently tonight he went 25, 15, and 15? After last yeah, night? I think it was 25, 15, yeah. Hold up. But they lost. So it really don't matter. But, <laughs> yeah, they lost um, to the Hornets by four. Yo, yeah, he went tw- yeah. 22, 15, and 14. Nah, I think they lost by double digits. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they lost about 10 to the Hornets. Um, but yeah. what I'm referring to to the listeners is Russell Westbrook's insane once-in-a-lifetime game last night. Went, what, 35, 21, and 14. Um, the first game yeah. of its likeness in NBA history. Um, a lot of people, you know, rushed to Twitter. Uh, well, actually, since Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson did it. Oh, really? Oh, my apologies. Uh, a lot of people rushed to Twitter. Russ, is, Russ never left. Russ is back. Um, it also helped that his last, like, if you look at his last 10 games, he's been on drugs for, like, the last month and a half. Like, I think in the last 11 games, he has, like, nine triple doubles. Um, and is on pace right now um, to average a triple double for the fourth time in the last uh, five seasons. Um, right now, he's averaging 21, 10, and 10. Uh, but, yay, you said we do not... Oh, Russell Westbrook apology. What do you mean by that? I mean, we don't owe him an apology because, I mean, first off, he was a big reason as to why Kevin wanted to, wanted to skate. He continues to play inefficient basketball <laughs> over the over a long period of time. Over a, a, a big speaking of that, he's shooting the past ten games. He's shooting thirty one percent from three. <laughs> there's, 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 one, there's one little one percent from the line yeah like oh that, my like god that's, that's bro yeah that's that's close to shack numbers from the free throw line. oh my god and also like i mean i i don't know if you all remember but like there were like there was like two or three games I, I feel like in that los angeles lakers series in the second round of the playoffs where like he's trying to take over in the fourth quarter and it's like bro this is not that's not you anymore, bro. That Thanks. James Harden is the closer on his team. So I feel like those two things, like with the inefficiency and then fourth quarter thinking that you're the number one guy when you're not, are reasons why we don't owe him an apology. But still a great stat line. I will always enjoy the stats. Do you think um, do you think that what he's doing in terms of the triple doubles at this magnitude, can it really be considered stat? stuffing or stat padding at this point or is he just different i think he's just different like obviously with the triple like when he was averaging triple up for the first year like there were a few games where like steven adams could have got the rebound but he's letting russ get the rebound and like I, people were trying to have an issue with that i don't really see an issue with that they were trying to help their teammate make history and it wasn't like they were doing it there wasn't like it was costing them games or anything like that and i don't think that his him going out and getting numbers cost them games it's just there, there's no way in hell that you can be a point guard and get doing enough to get 20-something assists and 15-plus rebounds and still have enough legs to shoot efficient from the floor. Like, there's, just, it's just not humanly possible. That's right. But in the same sense, I do think that it's that it's still very impressive. Calvin, what say you? Um, I kind of agree with Ye. I mean, like, it, Russ – I don't think he needs an apology at all. I mean, I think we all understand and respect Russ as a very dominant player in the league. Um, and that he, he made his stamp early on in his career. Uh, I think the biggest thing is he he's in a team that's going nowhere. The, the 35, 21 and 14 is cool, but does it really matter? Like, I mean, it, it's cool for him specifically, but like you're, what you're like 12th in the in the east you're not going to make the playoffs you may get traded again i don't know how many league mvps have been traded to this many teams or you know what i'm saying like 
it's not something you would expect from a league MVP. You mean to just like and bounce so around in its prime? To be bouncing around like that, yeah. Like, and I think I think what we're gonna end up seeing from Russ in the next like year or two is that he's going to have to take a step back, like like he said, and he's gonna have to be a role player. He's going. He he might need to start playing like Rondo. Keep your assist up, but don't be shooting the ball like you be shooting. Like you need to take see, layups. Think, and see the like thing about it is, bro. I think I don't that, think he can do that. I bro. think that he was given that opportunity in Houston, but I believe that for Russ to truly do that shit, he has to lower his fucking usage rate. Like he needs to truly fall into that number two or number three role because right now the way that he's playing same way he played at houston the reason he's just getting a pass right now is because the wizards fucking suck you know what i'm saying um but in order for him to really do but that russ, he's a, russ go ahead russ game can't do that <clears throat> russ can't he can't take a back seat to no one he needs the ball in his hand like he need in order to do what he does best which is give you a thousand percent all energy yeah. non-stop 48 minutes like he has to be that guy and so i think in these latter years of his career he's gonna be on bad teams because good teams he's not good enough to be a number one on a good team and he's shown that he's not necessarily willing to take a number two this motherfucker wouldn't take a number two to ruck to kevin durant he didn't want to take a number two to kevin durant like he's not taking a number two to anybody so like I think he's going to continue to bounce around on these bad teams and be kind of just the number one guy. But I think that's also good for him. That may just be his career path because he's such a great mentor. And like a lot of the Wizards, uh, you know, Bradley Bill especially has spoke very highly of him. Yeah. Um, so that just may be his career path. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we kind of get caught up in rings culture. We expect every future Hall of Fame guy to you know, want to bring in a ring, want to do this, want to do that. And in reality, it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. mellow, it's not going to happen. You know, like, it's just, it's just and that's okay. And it's okay. And we got to be okay with that. You know, when we tell the story of these niggas' yeah. careers and CP3, it's just not, it's not going to happen. You know, when we, we got to be okay when we tell the stories of these guys in 10, 15 years. Um, and the fact that Braun probably won't get six, maybe. But hey, we, don't, nah, don't, <laughs> hey, don't, don't sleep, sleep on that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, but speaking that. of rings, we just we just tackling the former OKC big three. We went from KD to Russ. Now let's hit James Harden. James Harden got interviewed after a game last week, and they were asking about the MVP race, and he said, and I quote, "I am the MVP." Was James Harden wrong, or was he right? Absolutely not. He was one hundred percent right. James right in now. the month of simple, simple in that. the month of March, James Harden. Let me make sure I got this right. In the month of March, he went for twenty nine points, twelve assists, ten rebounds, shooting uh, about forty four percent from the field. He shot twenty seven percent from three in the month of March and eighty seven percent from the line. But uh, from the looks of it, he took two losses in March. One of them was the All Star Game, <laughs> so, uh, and that's without KD. And that's, that's without KD and yeah. Kyrie. For uh, damn near the whole but the time. only real loss that he took in March uh, was the uh, Nets loss to the Magic in Orlando, one twenty one, one thirteen. Uh, he that game he had nineteen four and nine. Um, but other than that, Calvin is James Harden the MVP right now? Yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, I, I think, like, and Ye would agree with me on this, MB was by far the front runner. 100%. He, he could have won it if the season ended two weeks ago. Uh, but with him going down and then you given the, the opportunity of a James Harden who came from a very terrible situation in Houston, came to, to Brooklyn, everybody was thinking maybe it may not work, KD gets hurt, Kyrie gets hurt, and then boom. Like, it's like, yo, James Harden has reverted back to the Houston – uh, James Harden we've seen and he's he he looks better though I'm not I'm not saying that his stats are better because obviously he was dropping 50 60 point games you know in uh Houston but like he looks better I was watching them play the other day and just he looks more comfortable on the floor it seems like he's happier like he likes his teammates he's like the coaching staff but I think he likes the way that they play basketball in Brooklyn and um 
I'm going it, it'll be interesting to see what happens once KD and Kyrie are fully healthy and they come back to see how he adjusts. Um, because obviously KD's the best player on that team, but does KD take a, a slight back step because James Harden's still in a role, or does KD come in, take over, and then James Harden has to kind of maneuver? I think his the stuff, biggest so. adjustment is not gonna have to come from James. I think it's gonna have to come from Kyrie. Because Kyrie has said that he believes that James is the point guard. He's a facilitator um, of that team when it comes to who's going to have the ball in their hands, bringing it up the court, and et cetera. Um, once, once again, that motherfucker ain't making no adjustment. He wouldn't make an adjustment <laughs> for LeBron James. He's not making and I'm, no I'm, adjustment. Bro, I'm so mad that we haven't, like, do y'all realize that if James Harden was never traded, to the Nets that they'd probably be sitting at right at about 500 or maybe below it right now. Like he's, he saved their season. Like that's why he's the MVP to me. He saved their season. Like a lot of these games, like he wasn't there. Um, they had a three game road trip that they just finished or Kyrie had missed. Uh, yeah, they had a three game road trip. No, they didn't two game road trip. Um, Detroit and Portland. They win both those games. Kyrie then sits out. Uh, he sat out the Washington game as well. They win that game as well. So he's really answering the call. Like he's he's a he's I've seen him this season able to facilitate with both KD and Kyrie with Kyrie. And then he's able to just flip the Houston switch. You know what I'm saying? At an instant when Kyrie and KD are out. Kyrie and KD are out against Detroit. He draws 44, 8 and 14. Like, what the fuck? Like, who is this nigga, bruh? Like and that was against yeah. the Suns, I believe. A uh, nine forty four um, game. That was against Detroit. Oh uh, well, he had a crazy game against the Suns without both of them too. Uh, this was early on, maybe about a month ago or so. Um, but as far as the MVP, talk, yeah, yeah, thirty eight seven um, and eleven. You're right. God damn, something crazy. As far as for the uh, MVP, I will say it's there's still a month and a half left in the season. Correct. There's a chance that Embiid could come back, dominate, and take that back over. Um, but as far as right now, it's, it's James Harden's to lose. Yeah, he, he's playing at another at another level. Yeah, in the month of March, Nikola Jokic, 27, 11, and eight. Um, do you think that people would be? Do you think like Jokic's style of play, or is he's just not flashy? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think voters would be deterred, or would you personally be deterred of giving him any of your like consideration? It depends. It He's depends. A, I, I don't. I don't like the way he plays. <laughs> nigga, I why? Think, <laughs> listen, the thing is, Dre, he could put up the same stat line as Embiid, and I'd still be more impressed with Embiid. I, and I don't know why. He has the but like because so Embiid just does it in a more dominant way. Like, yeah, like Jokic just looks like so Yoke, like you always call him the lunch lady. He arms. does. It's just it's just like it's not impressive to me. It's like, but what about? Right, I mean, cool. what about the stone cold numbers though? You know what I'm saying? And he leads the league in PER as well, which is a if, major but like stat. That, if but he, like, all right, so now so now we're essentially in a way just saying, all right, he's another Giannis. I mean, if we just going based off like just if you want to just strictly look at numbers, because Giannis in his MVP years had crazy numbers, but it was like we don't like the way that he's necessarily getting it. And so with Jokic, like if you want to take that route as far as like, yeah, he got great numbers. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool, but I want to see how you're doing it, too. And if I'm not impressed with how you're doing it. I'm not trying to get and, and I would say I, I would say this too, Dre. I think that if the conversation really shouldn't be Jokic, it would be Giannis because Giannis has more MVP stock than than Jokic in my opinion right now. Uh, I gotta see. Now, granted, now listen, I don't want the nigga to win three <laughs> I back think, to back. Well, I, I, don't, I think but, that the what yeah. hurts Jokic's stock is the fact that the Nuggets are fifth in the West, and right now it looks like they're like uh, they're fifth in the West. If they lose tonight, the Blazers win. They'll be six in the West. Nah, so, they, they, nah, yeah. they, they, they're, they're blowing us out right now. Oh, for so. real? Oh, well, yeah. yeah it looks yeah. like after they win this game, they're still gonna be fifth because they're two games behind the Lakers. Um, and the Bucks are third in the East. Um, yeah, I, they, I, th- I, I didn't see it coming, but it definitely could go to Giannis a hundred percent. Um, again, and and that's assuming that's assuming that okay, let's say for instance, Giannis, they go on a crazy streak. Remember, I was telling y'all, I felt like the Bucks would be one of the top, like maybe one or two in the East. 
because by the time it's getting close to playoffs, I think the I think teams like the Sixers and Brooklyn, they're gonna rest their stars. They know what they need to do for the playoffs. <laughs> Brooklyn already so resting their niggas. <laughs> yeah, they they're not about to be like, oh yeah, let's let's win uh 59 games just so that we can get the first seed knowing that you probably gonna beat whoever you play anyway yeah and so i feel like milwaukee still ain't understood that shit yet it seems like they just like fuck it we want to win every game and get blown out in the playoffs over and over and over so i feel like that's the only thing that i would say that Giannis may have over james harden is if it gets down to it and there's about a week or two left and it's kind of neck and neck and they start sitting james harden is Giannis the thing I like game. about Giannis um, is he hasn't really slowed down. I've actually, you know, I got the NBA league pass on mistakes. So I've been watching a lot of games um, and he's he's made he's made efforts to improve the weak spots in his game. You know, uh, improving his free throw percentage, which he did. He went up from 63 to 68. <laughs> um, he's improved. his. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, so hey, yeah, he improved. He improved his three point shot. He improved his mid range game and he's trying to facilitate a little more. Um I, I, you know, I pointed out Jokic's PER, got to be fair, point out Giannis's, uh, who's, he's second at 30.48, 28 points, 11 boards, six assists. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, uh, Calvin. I, it's definitely gonna come back down to the end of the season. Um, only thing I fear with Embiid is that he might come back too late to the point, because the Sixers have such a good roster. Um, so if I'm the Sixers, if Embiid comes back, let's say a week or two from now, and you know, they're still cruising on the same trajectory, I'd probably shut him down again, you know what I'm saying, towards the end of the season to get ready for the playoffs. Would you not, yet? I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely an, an interesting uh, route to take. Um, it, I, me personally, it, it would depend on how the seating works. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to, you know, you want to kind of play it to your advantage, so but it's kind of hard now to play at your advantage with the playing game. So you never really know who's going to be at that seven and eight spot. So See, that's the thing. You know, yeah, the thing. Cause look yeah. right now you, the play in spots right now would be between Brooklyn, Miami, Indiana, and Chicago. And you Wait, don't want to Brooklyn. Say Boston. What you talking about? Brooklyn's I mean, uh, I mean, I meant to say Boston, Miami, <laughs> oh, okay. Indiana, and uh, Chicago. Chicago and you yeah. do not want to see Boston in that first round because Boston, Albeit they haven't been playing well. That's a tough. By the you, time it gets to playoff, it's gonna be a but tough. You, you don't want to play Boston I'm in the fine. first I'm round. I'm fine. I'm 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 fine. Seeing as far as the the Sixers, I'm fine. Well, no, but, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the Bucks. But, if I'm the Bucks, but, but no, I'm saying if the I'm the Sixers, round. Bucks, or Nets, do you really want to see Boston in the first round, my nigga? Like the first. I'm I'm just saying. You not I'm you saying you're not worried about team, it at I, all. I'm just saying I'm not worried about it in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, out of the teams available the four teams yes boston is definitely the best team but with Embiid healthy tristan thompson who and, and uh they they just traded away uh daniel Tice. they did so, yeah, that boy that boy they did like, they, who, hey hey robert williams hey, come on hey yay hey, hey i heard evan fournier <laughs> coming to drop motherfucking 30 on on mb's <laughs> He was on that. He was on that Tony Snell. Yeah, Evan, Evan Fournier um, in his Celtics debut, thirty-two <laughs> minutes, zero points on ten <laughs> shots. Um, very embarrassing stuff. Um, but yeah, this is honestly the most intriguing NBA MVP uh, season that I've seen in a very long time. And, and, and I will also say, do not rule out Braun. Don't rule him out. I think. I think. I think. I think Braun is gonna fuck around and be back. Before May, I think he's gonna be back at the end of this month, and he may and he may go crazy. He may go crazy for just that half a month, and they may they may give him the MVP. I'm just so saying. So you think he'll I'm you, you think he'll be back mid to late April, um, and then yeah, I mean yeah, I, I can see that. I think he's just hey, I could I could just see I could see him going crazy in the media falling. Above, hey yo, and then, you know Ke- Kevin Durant coming back why, and kind of messing things up in Brooklyn. All that. Why that we stuff. ain't giving Donovan Mitchell no love? Bro, nobody is thinking about him. Bro. I'm not trying to think about him. Did we could did we consider giving fucking Jeff Teague the MVP when the Hawks win one of the Hawks Sixers up game? No, we did not. I'm sorry, all, Donovan. All the reason you got a nice game, but I'm not not a. Yo, not is MVP, Donovan bro. Mitchell falling into that like realm of like stardom where we really understand how good he is, but we kind of don't give a fuck? 
because think, of where he plays. I just think there's just so I think it's just so many people who are better than him. Facts. I could see that. And and his team is just good. Like it's not just him. Like if he was the most dominant player on his team, he is. I, man, I mean, he, no, okay, bro. Listen, he has okay, a great yeah, team. Most, he most is dominant, the best. Yes, but yes. he has a very very good team. Yeah. Like, my nigga, if he doesn't play, they're still they still they, they put a great. They have a fantastic coach. Put a great team around him. Um, that you know, whoever's their GM should you know get a fucking silver medal for, um, GM and player development get a silver medal for going that Jordan Clarkson uh acquisition and then whatever they did to this nigga to like boost his confidence because I know that nigga was hurt after he got fucking casted out from LA. Um, uh, but you're right, they got a fantastic team. Um. The 2015. I'm not going. I'm not going to say all that. They have. They have. They gonna, have a great team, but they are giving me 2015 Hawks. I smell it. I. I. I, I smell it from a mile away. But the, but the thing. The thing is, bro. I don't even smell 2015 Hawks because I don't see them making it to no Western Conference Finals. I think it's a very legitimate chance, mm-hmm. depending on who they put, depending on how the seating works, that they could get bounced in the first so round. So the West is really shitty um, in terms of um, – let me rephrase. The West is a fucking amazing, and it sucks because that play-in shit, man, like the play-in shit makes it to where – in the West – Who are the teams? That, who are the teams? So, yeah, in the West right now, Dallas, we oh, got man. Dallas in, in order, Dallas, San Antonio, Memphis – golden state but in the west you could honestly if we shook it up a little bit that mavericks could be the nuggets or the blazers you know what i'm saying um like in the west you could fuck around and play the nuggets in the first round if 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 you know a few games go a certain way if you the first seed you could play the nuggets or the blazers and i'm sorry but i don't want to play neither one of those niggas from the first seed like, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be winning the first round in four to five games, but now I'm sitting here. Nikola Jokic got Rudy Gobert in fucking hell, you know, in the first fucking round, taking us to six and seven games. <laughs> you know, like. And, and they can very well lose yeah. to either one and of those yeah, teams. Yeah, bro, do not forget that the Jazz were up 3 1. On the Nuggets. Oh, I don't forget. Four months ago. I don't forget. <laughs> six months ago. That's why I said they ain't fantastic. And the teams. Not a great and team. honestly, niggas got to remember, <laughs> this is not a regular NBA season. A lot of niggas got the same product on the court right now, more or less, than they did in Disney. They got this, a lot yeah. of niggas got this. Like the Jazz, they said running back. They got the same exact product on the floor as they did in Disney. They got the same product. So... I'm I'm more so willing to side with you. Like I want to be like, hey, go go Hercules, Hercules, Jazz. I'm excited, but fuck them niggas. You know why? Because Rudy Gobert plays for them. He's a bitch. But anyway, <laughs> move. I know this is really random, <laughs> but I got I want us to talk about something real That's quick. Good. So, I so obviously once the Nets signed Aldridge, the whole <laughs> KD versus LeBron debate has been going crazy for like a week straight. Yeah. And like people are obviously talking about 2016 finals and all that stuff. Dre, while, while I'm talking, pull up the box score of, of the of Game Five of what of the NBA final of the 2016 NBA okay, final when they came back. Okay. Uh, and I okay. and, and the reason gotcha NBA final. The reason why I say that is because so many people try to say, "Oh, well, LeBron got a stimulus package and all that by getting Draymond eject, ejected from the game. He couldn't play Game Five. Yeah. Look at look at that. So box game score. five box score. Um so Cavs <laughs> Cavs win 112-97. Um LeBron went for 41, 16, 7, easy. Um Kyrie went for 41, 6, and 3. Um they really had look at the next look at the next leading uh, score. the next bro. leading score was J.R. Smith played 31 minutes, gave you 10 points. Then after that, it gets really bad. Um Look at K Love. Kevin Love. Line. Kevin Love played 33 minutes and got two <laughs> points. Hey, Kevin Love. And only three rebounds. Honestly, hey, bro. I want to issue a public apology to Chris Bosch because that nigga took so much shit in Miami for not being <laughs> Toronto Chris Bosch. But Kevin Love got by in Cleveland. That nigga coasted to a ring on the of my black brethren and now is extorting my niggas in Cleveland for 30 million a year his contract too ugly to trade and now he just sitting on his nigga play nigga, nigga came back two weeks ago right 
Niggas said, hey, the the Cavs Instagram niggas going crazy. Guess who's back? Kevin Love playing that fucking stupid ass Eminem song. Nigga played two minutes, ran up and down the court three times, said my leg hurt, coach. Ain't seen him since. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not sure what point you were trying to prove, but I think it was proven. Uh, The Cavs fucking sucked. The only point I was trying to prove was that first off, LeBron did not have a fucking super team in fucking Cleveland. And two, oh, of course not. Draymond Green was not stopping neither one of the motherfuckers from getting. Yeah, the niggas, yeah, they just both win. Yet, like honestly, bro, when niggas hooping like that, bro, we've all played basketball at some level. It don't matter what level you play at, whether you at the fucking rec or whether you are a D one hooper. If a nigga is on, there is not a goddamn thing you can do about it. You have to wait and, until and that listen, nigga misses. On the, on the other side, that nigga Harrison Barnes played 38 minutes and gave him five points, bro. Bro, bro, that, bro, Harrison, Harrison Barnes will never be able to live down that fucking series. That's why that bitch ass nigga in Sacramento, you know, coasting off <laughs> hey, that bread. He getting paid. Bro, he's getting cashed. He's getting cashed. That nigga went to Dallas and worked on himself. Pray to the Lord, and bro, ain't nobody going to Sacramento. Of course, they have bread to give. I would have gave. Hey, bro, whatever, whatever <laughs> happened to Chandler Parsons? I know that's bro, Chandler Parsons. Bro, Chandler all finesse team. <laughs> off nigga, Chandler Parsons is all NBA finesse first team. That nigga, I'm looking up his contract right now. Who did he get drafted to? I think he got drafted to the Grizzlies. Yeah, or the Rockets. One of the two. Nah, the it was Rockets. the Rockets. He got drafted to the Rockets, and then. He signed a max deal with the Grizzlies for at the and this you got to remember at the time this is a lot of fucking bread in terms of max deals. He signed a four year ninety four million dollar contract. Um, it, wait, did he get traded to the because he played for the Mavs too? So he right? played for. I thought they cashed. Yeah. So wait, I'm looking at his transactions right now. Um, so it looks like he got drafted to the Rockets coming out of Florida, um, and then wait, where's his fucking contracts at? Uh, yeah, then he signed He signed like a little contract with the Rockets, I mean with the Mavericks, and then uh, the Grizzlies gave him a fucking extension. They gave a, a max deal. He signed a four-year, $94 million max deal with Memphis, and then that nigga stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. And he out the league. He played eight years and made $127 million. Nine years, I'm sorry, yeah. because he got traded to the Hawks, but didn't really all play. Right. That's all you. That's all you need. Yeah, bro. Nine but seasons. Bro. All, bro. He played. And no, he played with Atlanta too. He played five games. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, he played what? He played yeah, five he games did. last year with the Hawks. Wait, hold up. I with <laughs> the with the grit. The Grizzlies paid this nigga seventy million dollars, and it looks like with the Grizzlies, this nigga never played. This nigga played three seasons with the Grizzlies in his first year. Guess how many games he played? 34. In his second year, he played 36. In his third and final year with the Grizzlies, he played 25 games. All And the thing is, I couldn't even tell you what his injury was. He he fucked up his leg. Yeah, so in three seasons with the Grizzlies, this nigga played 95 games. He played about a season in a week. <laughs> but that's just funny, bro. Hey, to be tall and white in America. But I got a couple scenarios for y'all before we get out of here. Oh shit! Also, quickly, what was y'all's what's y'all's biggest takeaway? Favorite favorite trade? Hate most hated trade from the NBA trade deadline last week? Or your you know something that you wanted to happen that did not happen? Favorite um, trade? Favorite trade was you know Owen Depot. Going to Miami, yeah. Pat 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 Vanessa, man. That I I will say also just before we get going on all this, this NBA trade deadline was great. Yeah, like I loved though it. the headliner was like Kyle Lowry, and I never would expect the trade deadline that headline Kyle. <laughs> Lowry he didn't even go nowhere, and didn't even go anywhere. But like it was so entertaining, and maybe I'm biased just because my team was involved in the sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it. It was very entertaining, but Victor Oladipo going into to the. I will say, Pat, the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets have fumbled the bag completely on the James Harden trade. Because now they're they're rebuild though. No, bro, no, they don't. You know, they don't have. You can't. There's a difference from rebuilding and just 
folding there's, completely. Yeah, there's because like, <laughs> they they initially got who they who they initially got Kelly Olynyk, Karis Levert, whatever. Well, no, because they didn't get Karis Levert. They, he in Indy. He in Indianapolis. So they got what's it? The, they got Kelly Olynyk. Who else they get in that trade from y'all? The Rockets. You talking about the Rockets? Oh, um, uh, I can tell you got, real quick. Uh, Chris, Chris Silva, and a second round pick. They got Chris. They got Chris Silva, Kelly Olynyk, and the yeah. No, we actually so swapped that, picks because we have. I think we have one of their second rounders. Um, so all that in twenty games of Victor Oladipo is what you got for James Harden. Yeah. That's what they got. Yeah, because yeah, you could have kept you could have kept Karis Levert, but they immediately flipped that nigga to Indiana for, for Oladipo. You're correct. Yeah, you took the se- your back. second greatest player in NBA history. You took him, flipped him for Ola, uh for John Wall. Well, not John Wall, but you t- you you imploded the team and ended up with John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Kelly Olynyk, a second round pick, and that nigga I can't even remember his name, Calvin Chris Silva. Chris and Silva. the Rockets, there's rumors that uh, they're going to head towards a buyout with John Wall. What? Mm-hmm. Damn, John. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I, but, yeah, but there, go there, ahead with your friend. Yeah, there's a difference. Oh. Like Wanye said, there's a difference between rebuilding and just the, the Thunder are rebuilding, nigga. The Rockets are not rebuilding. They're stumbling yeah. out of a burning build a bit. Go ahead, Cal. I, I'm going to say uh, a loser. I feel like both of these teams lost. It was the Nuggets and Magic. Um, <clears throat> I know they got Aaron Gordon. That's cool. But then you give away Gary. I mean, you get Gary Clark, but you give away uh, Gary Harris. What's my man? You give away Gary um, Harris. Gary Harris, like you're you're not wanting to lose a Gary Harris for a nigga like Aaron Gordon when you your team isn't even predicated off of like athleticism like that. Like you know what I'm saying? And Aaron Gordon 100%. is not that great of a shooter, so you're he's not going to be able to space the floor like. I don't really know what they were thinking of getting with him. He's a he's a decent defender, but he's not like an all world. Yeah, talent. I would say like, for those for those. So what the Nuggets need the, to understand the shooting the shooting is the biggest thing for them. Yeah. in Denver like they need more shooters. What the Nuggets need to understand is that Nikola Nikola Jokic is their best player, and they need to build around that nigga. And like Calvin just said, getting Aaron Gordon, it didn't make much sense to me because. I feel like with the way Jokic plays, he's such a dynamic playmaker in terms of the way he passes the ball, the attention that he commands. Why are you just going to go get a big-ass forward who can't fucking shoot? Like, Aaron Gordon's 6'10". He's 6'8". He's he's, he's an undersized forward, and he shoots 44% from the field. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't, they they thought they were trying to they were trying to replace Jeremiah Grant. Jeremy nigga. Because they saw what Jer- Grant Jeremy, started doing. Jeremy. Or Jer- or Jeremy. <laughs> this nigga uh, said. Is, is it one of them Jeremiah? Nigga, no. Or, this nigga said uh, Jeremiah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, he's got. Aren't they? Aren't they brothers? They got two brothers. No. The Grant brothers no. in the league. Yeah, uh, I don't think the other one. The other one's not named Jeremiah though. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll I'll oh, agree with well, both those. Yeah losers uh only reason i won't call the magic a loser per se is because it's kind of clear what they're trying to do i think they got they got good pieces and trade and and draft picks for vucevic and gordon um they could have got more for fournier though yeah they could have got more for fournier um I, I thought two seconds was a was a was a very i think low i price. think they're taking a good risk in terms of blowing the team up and hoping that whoever they draft is a fucking savior, um, and that Markel Fultz and um, Jonathan Isaac come back from their devastating ACL tears um, and are, you know, what I'm saying something worth watching. Uh, yeah. But so I'm kind of happy that the Bulls were able to get Vucevic. I think that's a nice pickup with them. Yeah, with Zach Levine, that pick and roll is going to be <laughs> that, yeah. crazy. But there, I think that uh, Vucevic yeah. is very fucking good, very underrated. Scores the ball very well. Um, he was just in goddamn Orlando this whole time. So what what was he going to do? Um, yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought that was that was second to Oladipo. The Oladipo trade. Yeah. I thought that was. I mean, yeah, probably the I, best trade. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it's clear the Bulls are going to try to make a little run in the Eastern Conference <laughs> um, playoffs, but. Whatever that fucking means. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so before we get out of here, um, I got two questions for y'all. 
this one, the first one is, so let's go back to 2011. Um, I'm going to give you, yeah, hold on. Let me find, let me bring up the picture. Okay. So it's 2011. I saw this on Twitter. Um, and there was a picture of the point gods that was taken. So there's a picture of Chris Paul. He's in his New Orleans jersey. Russell Westbrook in his OKC. Steph Curry, you know where he was. John Wall Wizards and Derrick Rose Chicago Bulls. If I could teleport you back to 2011 right now, you don't know anything of what you know right now. How many rings would you say this collective group of guys would win in the next 10 years? I would say, so we got, I, I would have probably, I would have probably said one or two. Who? Uh, honestly, I probably, I thought CP would have won those two. I, w- I would have said four. Four? I think, I think D Rose, look, I think D Rose sneakily gets one. Um, In where? I, where, nigga? Where? With Chicago. <laughs> Going I mean, to Braun? No, I said Hell sneakily, nah. nigga. Listen, listen. There, How do you that... sneakily get that, Braun? <laughs> I mean, you but really not don't. Calvin, but, remember at I mean, this nobody, nobody. Calvin, remember at this point, the Heat had just assembled, my nigga. The Heat had just yeah, assembled. That's true. Um, I mean, but I don't think anybody imagined LeBron to be going to nine straight fucking finals. Well, nigga, I mean, but, if I'm if I'm in 2011, Bron is in, in in peak prime, and the Heat, you know, just assembled. If I had to pick, I would say the only two niggas in this pick, the only nigga in this picture that I thought was guaranteed a ring was Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? And, and Calvin, and well, Calvin okay, don't, pull that, yeah. don't pull that, oh, we didn't think Brown was going to none straight finals. Because when his ass was on that damn pep rally saying, not one. <laughs> I not know two, you was like, I, I know you was eating it up. He was, hey, yeah. was happy. He was yeah. like, yeah, Brown, yeah, not, not yeah, seven, bro. not eight. Yeah, nigga, but, but look, honestly, but look, it was, this, I would say Russell. This is what I would say. I think, I think Russ was in the best situation in 2011. 100%. He was still young and not and good. Uh Chris Paul really didn't have a good team like that uh, when he was playing for the home. All these niggas, I mean, for except the- for Russell Westbrook, Steph was, you know, still plagued by fucking, uh, remember Steph was drafting in 09, still plagued by fucking. Ang- yeah, he was still behind like Monte Ellis. Yeah, not yet. Nah, Steph had got the keys by now, kind of, sort of. He was still plagued by ankle injuries, though. Um, oh. Yeah, they traded Monte, I believe, after Steph's first season because they knew what it was. Um I didn't think John Wall was gonna, you know, the Wizards. They they were the fucking Wizards. Um, but yeah, anybody in the in the East in this picture, I didn't think they were gonna get through Braun, which they didn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's just weird to see this picture and there's three rings and they all belong to the nigga in the middle, the injury prone nigga in the middle. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, smallest, the smallest one, damn near. The smallest one. That shit's wild. But yo, last but not least, before we get out of here, did y'all see? Um, that picture circulated in social media, um, saying who would win in a in a game or a seven game series. The the niggas, the NBA players that are all from Duke versus the NBA players from Kentucky. Ah, uh, yeah, I did see that. Sorry, <laughs> Calvin, you did see I'm, that. I'm shit. Ta- I'm taking I'm taking Kentucky. I'm taking Kentucky too without even seeing it. Kentucky <laughs> already got better players. Well, like they probably put put AD. No, no, no. Oh yeah, they did. Marcus Cousins, John Wall. So I got you. So so the Kentucky team. Devin is Booker. the Kentucky team is John Wall, and so let's do it as they're presently constructed yeah, in the M- John. Let's do presently constructed in the NBA. So we got so okay. right now, so right now, John Wall, okay. Devin Booker, Julius Randle, Jamal Murray, AD versus Duke, Bi, Jason Tatum, Kyrie, Zion, and Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I'm still taking. Sis- since we're doing presently constructed, ooh, ooh, nah, Kentucky got AD, they, and and the and dude, dude don't have no answer for him. Yeah, yeah. the D-Book, like that pick and roll, pick it, that two-man game will go crazy. What I will say is no I think I think the uh, the small forward slash guards, they got a, the, a slight edge on with B.I. and Jason Tatum. But I think yeah. Kyrie and John Wall can fizzle each other out. I, my question was, who was going to stop uh, Tatum? I mean, you yeah. ain't really got to stop him. I mean, I mean, okay. <laughs> so my question is, so you got B.I., Tatum, and Kyrie. Who's stopping that, that like, trio of just scores on the Kentucky team? John Wall can, John Wall can, can stop Kyrie. 
the fuck he can't count it. Right, he can, he can slow him down. He can slow him down. Nobody can stop Kyrie, but he can slow him down. Uh, hell no, nah, he can't even slow him down, bro. I think what I think what takes me out. I think what takes the Duke out of it is Marvin Bagley. I think AD. Yeah, I think so AD yeah. is abusing that nigga, and I th- I th- I think AD is abusing that nigga. I think Zion. It's cool, but I think Zion is a little too small to go like toe to toe with AD for like a seven game series. Um, but that, I mean, that's why they had to put Marvin Bagley and they didn't put fucking Jaleel Okafor. Well, both them niggas Jaleel suck. Okafor definitely, definitely <laughs> would have been fucking minced meat. Both them niggas you know suck, nigga. They might as well put JJ Redick in this bitch. Yeah, Duke really doesn't <laughs> produce really good bigs. They don't, bro. Both them niggas suck. Duke's last great big was Christian Leitner. And that nigga went even great. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. They got uh they got uh Carlos Boozer. All right, bro. Carlos Boozer was he was straight. <laughs> he was, he was I guess, high. man. This thing Carlos went, Boozer hey, was straight. This nigga. Oh nah, they got um they got Elton Brand too. They got some like middle tier guys. This nigga yeah, said Carlos Boozer, bro. <laughs> Yo, y'all remember when that nigga spray painted his fucking haircut on? Yeah, <laughs> hold up, bro. What Carl? What that nigga Carlos Boozer do in his career, dog? Hold up, this bruh, nigga. He was, bro. He was around. This bruh. nigga Carlos Boozer, bro. That nigga was with the Bulls and the Cavs and shit. Niggas forget he played for. He the was Cavs. with the Jazz and the Jazz. Yo, hold up. I'm looking at this nigga. That's where he started because him and uh him and D Will and uh, nah, Paul Mills. Nah, he he there. started in Cleveland. Then he went to the Jazz. Oh, hey, Carlos Boozer was some straight for like his entire career. Bro, that's what I'm oh, saying, shit. bro. He was straight. Yeah. Oh shit. He was he was actually really good his entire career. He had that little mid range game. He had a ugly he had an ugly ass jumper, ass jumper. Oh shit. But he had a little mid range. See, hey, Carlos Boozer had that. He had a great. He had a, that great NBA career. Didn't bounce around like that. You know what I'm saying? Every team he was with, for the most part, he was there for a decent amount of time, and he contributed. Like this nigga was averaging 21 points a game. In 07, like that was the peak of his career, and I think that's pretty good considering. Um, yeah, nah, Carlos Boozer was straight. Damn, but anyway, uh, Calvin, you said you had Duke or Kentucky? Kentucky. I think I'm gonna take Kentucky, Kentucky too. I think AD is abusing Marvin Bagley the third. Um, Nigga, give him 40. Yeah, he, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't worked out in the league, he hasn't worked out so far. He hasn't, but uh, yeah, man, that's our show. Uh, y'all go watch the shot clock. We had an Elite Eight tournament on our Patreon. I wonder who won the whole thing. I wonder who won, man. It's crazy. Uh, trying to be humble. You know, <laughs> Yo, go watch that. Humble. Go follow us on our socials, TikTok, Instagram, all that good shit, man. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> I wonder who won. <laughs> I wonder who. All right, y'all. Good show. Good, good, good flexibility. Uh, next week, we'll be back to normal. <laughs> All right, niggas.